0: Welcome into a hardcore Penn State Football. I'm Corey Listokey, and we have two commits to talk about tonight. Penn State has told us what color uniforms they're going to be wearing for the Rose Bowl. Lots of recruiting news, lots of transfer portal news coming at you in just one second. Appreciate it. If you're listening right now to the intro, make sure you have subscribed wherever you're listening and drop us a five-star review. Ladies and gentlemen, we are getting close. On to the show, everybody. For Penn State football, I'm Corey Listokey. With me, as always, the great Sean Kane. How are you doing today, Sean?
1: Happy Hump Day, Corey. We're doing good. How are we? How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, Don't know if you heard, but the weather here, a lot like Tornado Alley right now. We got some some gnarly. thunderstorms in december is not something i'm terribly used to so it's it's thundering and lightning like crazy right now definitely not really used to that but uh so if we lose if we lose the stream if we lose the podcast that's that's probably because i lost power but we will we will try to do our best
1: yeah we're supposed to get snow um tomorrow and friday so i'm already off from school um but i substitute uh substitute teach during the day and then i'm a podcast host by night as well as a target employee by night
0: the so uh we are not I going a little to, bit everything we're, we're not gonna let you call off to the podcast for snow just just so you know
1: no cool thing about the pod is my bed is about uh four feet away so you know it's gonna be yeah. hard for me to call off
0: that's true but i will say this that. You could just get into bed because we're recording an extra hour late tonight. So you could just do like the end of the show from your bed if you wanted to. Brush your teeth. Call it a day.
1: I mean, I could, especially like when we uh, when we were just audio. I definitely Mm. could (laughs) have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But alas. Might be a little harder now with with the cams on us but um if you're on youtube make sure you've liked and subscribed on youtube i think we're at like 521 ish so we're past that 500 mark and and moving forward in the right direction um like we said on the beginning here two new commits sean i thought that would be the better way to start start the show we're not going to talk all recruiting right at the beginning but I think starting with commits is is always the happy, fun thing. It's probably why a lot of people are listening to the show this week. And so let's uh, let me just throw up the – you know what? Let's not even go to the show schedule yet, which I still can't say that very well. Let's just go right to the commits, and let's talk about the commits. And the first one, of course, uh, happening on Monday – and I, we kind of maybe thought these were going to be flip flopped in the order that they were going to happen, but Joseph Mapoye, three-star defensive end, same uh, teammates with with another commit Zion Tracy, the defensive back, uh, originally from Congo, has a really interesting story and a really interesting transition um, from from Congo to maybe playing basketball to. Um, now playing football, raw talent guy, Sean, uh, definitely needs to figure some things out. I think T Frank on blue and white illustrated said he needs to, needs to learn how to run better. Um, but measurables, although he might be a project measurables are saying this guy, this guy could be something special if he can figure it all out.
1: Yeah, and that's why he had so much attention. He had a Michigan offer, he had a Penn State offer. So he's he was a he was still a sought after guy for being recruited as a as more of a potential guy and more of a developmental prospect. And uh not to shortchange him. His his film is this film's pretty good. Uh I noticed he goes high a lot which you don't really want to see. Um, but that's something that can be coached. And that's something that with time, you and you can develop technique. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's an exciting commitment. Uh, Entree Sports actually has him rated as a four-star prospect. So that's what we're doing here. We are also rating him a four-star prospect.
0: Sure, I'm sorry. We we do like the, I need to change the ticker. I have three star, but you're <laughs> right. We should be going off of the highest one. That's what we do around here. That's that's what we do. Yep,
1: High, highest one. So um, we consider him four-star as well. Um, and but yeah, in all seriousness, he's a promising guy. And if he could, you know, get coached, get coached up by John Scott Jr. and company, yeah, I think he could be a a uh, productive player for Penn State and with, well, I'll, I'll save, I'll save the last part for when we cover Robinson
2: too. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think that's just,
0: you know, with both of these guys, they needed to go get defensive linemen and they were able to do that at the end of, at the end of, right before a week away from early signing day. And I think that, is is pretty impressive by the coaching staff to be able to kind of turn the corner like that. But, but no, I, I think Mapoye has some like serious potential. I I don't like labeling a guy as somebody that's a project, but I do think it's going to take maybe a year or two for him to get it all under his belt. But if he figures it, if he figures it out, this is a guy that people are going to like could look back on and say he was only a three star or a four-star uh, because, you know, if he figures it all out, which I think is a good segue because this next commit did figure it all out his senior year. Didn't have great junior film, but his senior film was very, very impressive. And that's the next Penn State commit, another defensive lineman in Mason. Yeah, Mason. I don't know why, but I almost called him a poller, Uh Mason Robinson. And, uh, mcdonough high school pipeline continues we, i can't believe we forgot in the last episode it was pj Mustafer. and i was like
1: just, i saw that later too and i was like ah,
0: oh. shaking my head that i forgot <laughs> pj mustapher um but Mustafer, devon ells uh deny dennis sutton curtis jacobs uh and now uh mason robinson i mean this is just an incredible classic Uh, of guys have come from the same high school and Robinson was a Northwestern commit for a while and smart guy seems like he really has his head on
2: right and uh I think it was
0: really Northwestern losing their defensive coordinator and uh losing a defensive line coach that kind of maybe opened the door a little bit and Penn State was ready and they pounced when they had the opportunity and And credit the staff for not for not letting him get away and staying on him. And when the time came, you know, he was ready to flip and Penn State was able to scoop him up. He visited last weekend, they visited him, and, and that was kind of all it needed. And the, the rest, as they say, is history, Sean.
1: Yeah, like you said, you have to give the staff a lot of credit for seeing his potential early. Um, because they were ready to to flip him when the time came for Northwestern to understandably make changes on their on their defensive coaching staff. And um, yeah, he had definitely had a great senior year, and that made him into a better prospect. It wouldn't be surprising to me to see him maybe get boosted in the recruiting rankings a little bit. Uh, just based on what he did his senior year. And, you know, it was when Tamarian Parker decommitted, that was a big loss for this class, no question about it. And Corey and I both were wondering, like, how are we going to be able to replace a guy like Tamarian Parker? And who's one of the, who was seen by a couple services as one of the best pl- players in the, in the whole class, and um, in the whole national recruiting class. And to be able to land LaPoi, to be able to uh, land Robinson, it's a lot better than some of the potential prospects we were possibly looking at. There were a lot of guys that were barely cracking the top 1,000. And to be able to land what we consider to be a four-star recruit and then to be able to flip somebody from Northwestern and stave off Notre Dame, yeah, that's a that's kind of how you want to be able to replace a guy like Tamarian Parker.
2: That's a good point. That's a good point. And and I
0: think it's an important point too. Like to get to defensive linemen means you're doing something right. And and they were able to do that. So credit John Scott and company, like I said, a second ago. But the, the tape on Mason Robinson, I mean, it's fun to watch. I mean, he's blowing people up. He's killing people in the hole. He's hurting quarterbacks. I mean, it's it's really it's really something to watch. So if you haven't watched his huddle film, it's like six minutes long, of him just just annihilating people. So highly recommend you check that out. Um, we'll get into more recruiting a little bit later in the show. That's obviously not all the recruiting and transfer portal stuff we have. Um and, and by later, I don't really mean that later, but a little bit later. Um, as we do have a couple other things that we want to talk about before that. Not a bunch, uh, but a couple. Let me see if I can get the show schedule up there. Now look at that. Um Penn State and the NFL we'll talk about in just a second. Utah lost two players. Um, I think since the last maybe one of them we already discussed, but another one um I don't think we have discussed yet. And then some fan questions, and then we'll get in the transfer portal and recruiting news to wrap up the show. I do have a five star review that I will probably read after the PSU and the NFL. So we do have one of those getting close, John. Getting very, very close.
1: I could smell the pizza,
2: corn dogs, Jackie for all these people. Um. Okay, yeah, let's go PSU and the NFL corn dogs. You ever seen a movie Semi Pro, Sean? No. With Will Ferrell.
1: Uh, yeah, that's one that I. That's the one where they ice skate.
0: No, 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 no. That's Blades of Glory. Lord. That's Blades of Glory. That's your homework for the weekend. Okay. Seriously, it's a fantastic movie, Semi Pro.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I've never seen that.
0: I'll give you a week. You have till December twenty first. Wouldn't necessarily call it a Christmas movie, but it's not at all a Christmas movie, but um
1: yeah, that, that, that that's not i never even saw it and i know it's not a christmas
0: movie <laughs> but it does happen in the winter so i mean is diehard christmas movie no um, that's
1: that's a hot take for today okay um that's gonna get people fired up
0: it is but the semi-pro thing is is one of will ferrell's best movies in my opinion um highly highly recommend it um psu in the nfl some breaking news. Um, I know you're excited about. I you yes. know, I, I'm gonna let you do it because I know you're excited. I'll let you I'll let you announce it. How about that?
1: Yes. So I hope nobody watched the Dolphins on Sunday night football
2: because it was a pathetic performance that they put on. But luckily,
1: the offense has help on the way. And our old friend, Deshaun Hamill. Deshaun Hamilton is joining the Miami Dolphins and joining his former teammate, Mike Kosicki. So I am very excited about that. He was just signed to the practice squad. So, I mean, he hasn't played in a while. So I think they have to, and that's due to injury. So, you know, I have to get him up to speed. But honestly, I could see him working in an offense like the San Francisco style offense. So uh, very excited about that. Fun fact about Deshaun Hamilton and myself. One time when I was a senior in college. So this was winter 2017. It was around March in 2017. Uh, I am a little intoxicated at this point. And who do I see outside of McDonald's? Deshaun Hamilton. So sober, Sean would kind of just, you know, pretend like he, you know, may, maybe, 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 uh, maybe a wave, maybe even a head nod. Not drunk, Sean. Drunk, Sean yelled at the top of his lungs, "DeSean Hamilton!" And DeSean, to his credit, turned around and talked to us for about five minutes. It was really cool, and we took a cool picture and we took a cool picture with cool them. So that's my Deshaun Hamilton side story too. So you got a little story time too.
2: You think he remembers you? No, no chance. That poor I dude was just that.
0: trying to get some chicken nuggets.
2: Yeah, like I said, he was super friendly.
1: Like he couldn't, be, he couldn't have been nicer
0: to us. Yeah, one time I saw Jawan Johnson on walking somewhere downtown, and I asked him. This is like the rudest thing I think I've ever asked somebody. I asked, I asked him if he was going to be the next Alan Robbins, and I think that's what I said. Now. <laughs> what he said? Uh, I don't remember, but. That didn't happen. So, no, um, no, not
2: not exactly.
0: I don't want to give the impression that we're heckling people downtown all the time. Um, but, yeah,
1: we just look for people downtown and
0: accost them. <laughs> okay, look out if you're in downtown State College, because we'll, <laughs> we might be there. Don't go to the, don't go to the McDonald's. You might see Sean out there yelling your name. Um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, other PSU NFL. I'm very happy for Deshaun. Yes,
1: uh, it is awesome in all seriousness for him because I would love to see him do well. Especially, You have
0: to go moment. to a Miami game and yell, hey, Deshaun Hamilton, and see if he turns around and, and looks at you the same way.
1: Yeah, maybe we could get talking again. <laughs> Want to go to uh, McDonald's, Deshaun?
0: <laughs> you should bring him McDonald's, what you should do.
2: <laughs>
0: should. He'd be like, why is this random? Per- anyway, uh, Miles <laughs> Sanders, talk about big day. 17 carries a buck, 44, two touchdowns. He goes over a thousand yards on the season. He's over, uh, he's at 11 touchdowns. So over the 10 touchdown threshold for the season as well, um, both him and Saquon over a thousand yards. And it's just been, uh, it was fun to watch really. The Eagles took it to the giants. I think Saquon actually had some sore neck things going on there. And I know you're sort of a giants fan, but as well, like I, you support them best you kind of can. You got friends that like to watch them at least. Yes. Um,
1: I also support the Eagles. Yeah. Because my brother, my, both my brothers like the Eagles. So they're, I'm kind of a weird guy. I don't it, that's, the that Eagles. is
0: weird. There's yeah. just a lot of Penn Staters in the NFC East. So you kind of just have yeah. to watch it a of lot of them. around game. there. So, um, but anywho. Just a, just just incredible performance by him, and he's yeah. helping my fantasy team a lot. So I, especially with Kenneth Walker getting banged up, he's really yep. stepped in. Miles and has really stepped in and helped me out a lot. It's playoff week, so I'll keep you updated there, Sean. um I think it was two weeks ago, whatever. I asked Bittner if I should use the Pittsburgh defense, and I think they got me like four points. So like fringe by fringe, there like it wasn't bad, but he's lucky because it was almost bad. I would have had a send them something for the um, first
1: for the first time in my fantasy career i'm the number one seed in the playoff
0: it's not good you um, don't want to be that target's on your yeah. head yeah
1: yeah my team went 12 and 2
0: that's really impressive
1: um, yeah and i'm usually like not i that's why like i don't really give fantasy advice up because typically i'm not that great at it but this year i just it's picked a, picked a good team i guess
0: I guess so yeah that's pretty impressive yeah i got uh I'm feeling pretty good about my team actually. I think we're hitting a stride at the right point. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um speaking of my team, I think I'm gonna start Pat Fryermuth over Mark Andrews this weekend. Mark Andrews has really been stinking it up and score touchdowns. And needs some needs something. I don't think Lamar Jackson's gonna be back. Fryermuth had three catches, thirty three yards, and a touchdown in his game. Um, and I think he scored like a touchdown like every game for like a while for for Pat. So he's for a while that's a great analysis um but he's he's been doing well he's been kind of the safety blanket for Pickett. i know Pickett's banged up now but um he's, he's done well
1: yeah and tight ends a young quarterback's best friend so
0: yeah that's so i don't benefiting. know people can give me their thoughts on andrews versus fryer muth uh we'll see what happens but andrews has really not done anything like for the last five weeks i think so I've tried to write him out as much as I can, but now it's like, all right, playoff time. Uh, Chris Godwin, I think, has like the best floor of any fantasy wide receiver. Like He's going to get you five catches and 50 yards at the bare minimum. And that's what he did on Sunday. Um, they did not look very good, though. That game was a dud. Oh, it was Daqu- a great game to watch. Uh, and We know you you love Hayden Brady. It, it was awesome. How about a blast from the past? Daquan Jones with the fumble recovery for the he's Bills. He's good. He's good.
1: Like every time I watch the Bills game, I'm like the Jones keeps making plays.
0: Been in the league for a while, especially yeah. the defensive line position, so that's nice to see. Micah Parsons had a quiet five tackle day, and Nick Scott had four tackles, and I, Robbie Gold made his five extra points, but I don't think he kicked any field goals because they're too busy scoring touchdowns on the Bucks. Um, but otherwise, a fairly quiet day. Saquon didn't have very much going on. Um, Dodson was on a bye. But a very, very quiet day for, for Nittany Lions.
1: Yeah. Um, Ysicki, I mean, nobody, it, when your quarterback is 3 of 17, nobody's really getting too involved on in, in Miami. So
0: no. that's your Dolphins update. Thank you for that. kind of got two Dolphin updates today.
1: Yes. Um, and no, okay. I'm not quitting on Tua, by the way.
0: Not quitting on Tua? Okay.
1: I think they'll be all right.
0: We'll go five star review now. This is me saying we are three five star reviews away from a hundred reviews on Apple Podcasts. Technically, they're not all five stars, but that's okay. We'll be okay. Um,
1: Got a lot of enemies. Got a lot of enemies.
0: We're we're back up to a four point eight rating. So the one mean person I gave us a one star like a month ago dropped us from a four point eight to a four point seven. But I can confirm we are back to a 4.8, so suck it. Um, and, and thank you to uh, Rick Sick. Skick? Skick.
2: Rick, Skick. Rick Skick.
0: I don't know. Rick, Texas. I like that easier. <laughs> uh, he says, and, and I don't know if he saw the date, but that's 1212 12, or 12122022. 1, 2, 2, 2, 2. Lots of twos. The only thing else he could have had more twos was if it was 22. Someone write us a five-star review on December 22, just so we can go
2: two, two, one, two, 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 two. Like
0: that. (laughs) Uh, Five-star review, though, from Rick Skick. Rick Rick Skick. He says, solid Penn State football podcast. You fellas have good chemistry, and that makes for a podcast that flies by. Appreciate the time and effort. Keeps us informed and
2: entertained. I'm glad someone thinks so. That's the name of the game.
0: It's the name of the game. No, We appreciate it, Uh, Rick from Texas. In all seriousness, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, You have not reached out to us yet. So message us on Twitter, message us on Facebook or Instagram. I am back in the Instagram game, baby. I don't know if you noticed that.
1: I did. Breaking news. I did not follow the account.
0: I know. I I ago. saw when you followed it. You think I wouldn't have seen that when you followed? Yeah,
1: it? and then you followed me. then the, the account followed me back. Like, yeah. Because I, honestly, I'm not a huge Instagram guy. I'm, I'm really not either,
0: kind of but I think I'm just not. We're we're gonna get back into it. We're we're back into the Instagram game, everybody. So, Rick Skick, if you're on uh, if you're on Instagram, follow us and DM us, and we'll get you a sticker out to you. Again, we have shirts on the merch site now. And we have a different kind of sticker as well on the merch site. So um there's a couple things in there. Maybe some stocking stuffers. I actually don't honestly don't think the stickers get there before Christmas at this point, but um New Year's stocking stuffers. Um but no in all seriousness, thank you. But guys, we are three away from 100 That was the goal. We've got literally two weeks to get three more. So Someone's got to suck it up. Someone's got to go on Apple and drop us a five-star review. Take two seconds out of your day to do it. We really appreciate it. It would make our freaking—I I, seriously—I might have a pizza. Pro- we're gonna eat pizza on a stream. I'm gonna order a Domino's for for Sean and his fam. I'm gonna have Domino's delivered here for my fam, and we're gonna sit on here and make you guys all hungry. And uh, and then also we'll probably do like a like a, a giveaway for a for a for a merch item of whoever's choice um anyway thank you rick texas appreciate it
1: and then if we get to 200 maybe we could have a drinking party or something
0: i thought we were doing we were doing those anyway no
1: (laughs) maybe we could just have a kegger and (laughs) just a as we're talking about penn state football
0: yeah, let's get into some, um, some I guess, like, top-shelf news, if you will. I don't know any way to describe it better than um, just a couple things that rattle off real quick, including some losses uh, from Utah. Uh, we talked about...
1: <laughs> That's a good segue, Corey.
0: Why? We just
1: got into it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Went from keggers to some losses from Utah.
0: It's true. Oh, I almost took down my lamp. Um so we talked about Dalton Kincaid, the tight end for Utah, I think, last time being out, I think. Did we talk about that? I think so.
2: No, I don't
1: think we did, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then we need to so. we need to talk about that. Their number one uh, catcher, if you will, on their team, leading receiver, uh, their tight end, Kincaid has decided, due to injury, um, not play in the Rose Bowl and prepare for the NFL. So that's big time. Like, that is – their biggest weapon as far as the passing game is concerned. So that's a huge loss. So both Utah and Penn state are without uh, their number one wide receivers. And then big news. I think this was maybe just a day or two ago. Uh, Clark Phillips, the third a corner, their best corner from Utah also uh, will not be playing. will be foregoing his, uh, his final year and going to the NFL So both teams out their best wide or not wide receiver, but best receiver and both teams without their best cornerback heading into the Rose bowl. Um, Pretty cray cray, Sean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that, you know, everybody deals with. We, we're not going to have Joey Porter jr, but um, you know, the good thing is guys. We're kind of sitting kind of pretty right now because yeah, Joey's not playing, but. Today it was just announced uh, our media day for the bowl game and who's going to be participating. So listen to some of the names. P.J. Mustafer. he's not going to be back next year. Why would he be at media day if he's, if he's not going to play? Adisa Isaac, I mean, he could possibly go pro, but he's at least, I mean, that's a good sign. Nick Burton another guy, possible pro. Uh Chop's not gonna go. Uh, Curtis Jacobs possibly could be going. Jair Brown, he's he's gone no matter what. Uh Kalen King's back. Barney. I don't think Barney or Penninger would opt out. Um uh, Sean Clifford, Juice Scruggs, Brenton Strange, um, and Mitchell Tinsley. So all those guys are all people that either that, that might be Uh, That might be NFL guys, and they're all participating in media day, which I have to imagine is a good sign that they're probably going to play in the Rose Bowl. Because why would you participate in a media day if you're not going to play in the game? It wouldn't make any sense. So that's just um, putting the pieces together here. Um, We can't confirm anything or say this guy's definitely playing, but just piecing together some
0: information. Yeah, did you say Brenton Strange? I wasn't sure if you said it or not.
1: Brenton Strange is on the list. Yep.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with what what you're saying there. And do you say Sal Warmly?
1: I didn't, but he's on the list and Brenton. Yeah. Sal.
0: Yeah. So I think Warmley is one that's potentially interesting, right? Like he could come back too if he wanted, and and we don't know uh, where where his future lies. Same with Adisa Isaac. So yeah, and I think it was Mark Brennan from Twenty Four Seven Sports that said, "Hey." Um, none of the people that they've had before in these are people that didn't play in the game. So that's definitely a good sign there. I think for the most part, I think, yeah, I mean, it's not the outback bull. I think is, I don't like exactly. really comparing the two because it's not really fair to some of those guys. Like, like uh, Brandon Smith or, or whoever, like, yeah, they probably could have still played and, but it's it's not the same prestige as the Rose Bowl. But this is very good. This is a very good sign. Um, the only other personnel news I wanted to really mention was Juice Grugs has accepted an invite to the East-West Shrine game, which is an all-star game for seniors only uh, postseason. That doesn't necessarily mean he has to go. But... I'm putting it at like 90%. He's going to the NFL now.
2: It's the same thing. We're
1: piecing things together.
0: <laughs> yeah. <That's laughs> why what would you we do. accept We're an invite? <laughs> Sherlock Holmes over here. Right. Um, why would you accept an invite to an East West. Try game. When you could, if you're coming back to play another, it doesn't make any sense. So. Yeah. Uh, but th- so, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing for juice. It's fantastic for him. I think. I think he did enough this year, honestly, to make a lot of money in the NFL. So so absolutely good for him. 100% deserves it. Um, and I'm excited for him because I think, you know, I think we said this before. I think you said this before, Sean. Without Juice Scruggs this year, I mean, Penn State's probably not even in the Rose Bowl. Maybe not even in the second best bowl. I mean, they, they could have easily ended up with nine or eight, you know, nine or eight wins instead. He really held the line together at times.
2: He
1: did. He did. I'm a big Juice Scruggs fan. I think he was good in every game this year. And yeah, you're not going to find really a bigger Juice Scruggs fan than me. And I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a player at the next level. And with all that he's been through in his personal life, with with, you know he had that big car accident that nearly derailed his whole career. And you can't blame him because if I was in his shoes, yeah, I'd probably be gone because it's kind of a wake up call that this could all be over quick. And I think he's done enough. And I think he projects well at the next level to take that plunge. And I think he's done enough in college to do it and just kind of hope that his measurables will be good enough to be taken. You know, what what do you, what do you think for juice? What do you think his position will be in the draft?
0: You know, I was thinking about this today.
1: Centers are tough.
0: Centers are tough, right? Because I mean he can play guard, right? He um could. honestly, I got, he if he has a good combine, I seriously think he could he could get into the second three range, honestly. I really think he could. I could um, see
1: definitely three, maybe second if he blows it away,
0: yeah, but I could also see him falling to the fourth. So two to four is is my yeah very professional grade on that. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, regardless, he made himself some serious money this year, which is fantastic. Again, the, the car accident and everything else. So he's 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 earned it. He's earned it for sure. Uh, the only other thing I was going to say was Penn State will be wearing white uniforms. In the Rose Bowl, which is kind of what we all wanted to see. I in the Rose Bowl versus USC, they wore blue, didn't they? I think they did.
1: In sixteen, they wore blue, and <clears throat> yeah. well, it, and in oh eight, they wore white. Gotcha. But ninety four, they wore white, and they won that one. So,
2: so
0: but put all your white. money on Penn State is what you're saying?
2: Yeah,
1: that's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to mention those that stuff um, before we get to the fan questions, Sean. We were DM'd. I just figured I'd share this with everybody, or not with everybody. Uh, But if you're in the L.A. area, the L.A. Penn State Alumni Association out there is having a college football playoff watch party at a Penn State alumni-owned brewery. I'm assuming they're probably going to be watching the Penn State game there as well on the 2nd. But... um. If you have questions, reach out to at Penn State L.A. on Twitter. And L.A. Lawless or Lawless Beer, which is an L.A. Lawless Beer. Um, You got it. But anyway, thought I'd share that for them. Because why not? If you're in the L.A. area and need someone to watch the game with, you're a Penn State fan, there you go. You can all drink your sorrows away when Michigan and Ohio State win.
1: That would be that would
0: be awful. we're just doing free sound bits for people now, I guess,
2: um, you,
1: know, you know, during my lunch the other day at school, I thought I thought about what happens if they play each other, and I started to go into a cold sweat. I was like, God, this is
0: gonna be you're not gonna terrible. make very many friends at the school if you're going into cold sweats at lunch, yeah. <laughs> that's Especially true you yeah tell them that's why they're gonna be like oh my god yeah
1: i was like
2: god but it, oh that would be speaking
0: absolutely. of that that's actually a perfect transition that's what we're talking about next kind of yeah so that was that was well done did you know that was about to happen no <laughs> okay well
2: um see if that pops up there for us and we will get going on some fan questions. We have three fan questions tonight, by the way. See
0: if I can get this pop up. Should pop up in a second. Uh, fan question time. Again, you can send us your questions on Twitter at HardcorePSUFB. You can message them to us on Facebook or DM us on Instagram. Whatever the case may be. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. The questions again should pop up in a second. There they go. There we go. Uh, this is from a very good friend of mine. He actually designed the logo for hardcore Penn State football. So, huh. very talented young man. RC. I actually probably owe him a little bit of money um, for some other stuff. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, he asks us if Penn State can't get past Michigan and Ohio State to regularly win the Big Ten East, what will they have to do to compete in a Big Ten without divisions? Um, Well, ideally, we don't know anything about the divisionless world of the Big Ten yet. It's assumed that that's what's going to happen when UCLA and USC join, which, by the way, thank you Einstein Von Braun, a.k.a. Mr. Mister, for letting us know that, yes, the border regions out there in California have allowed UCLA to join the big 10 they have to yep, give up that they have to like give berkeley like two to four million dollars a year though to do it did you see that part that was the berkeley tax they're calling it which is pretty um, incredible well they're
1: uh, they're under the same umbrella because they're yes. university of california and los angeles so it makes some sense
0: yeah it does but it's like paying your little brother to not hang out with you and your friends kind of is what it, it sounds like <laughs> yeah um, exactly right yeah but anywho so there's there's a possibility where they could just add those teams to each division, and they could change the divisions around. And they could keep divisions. But I don't think that's probably going to happen. I think the the biggest thing is to say this. And I just said this on Twitter, Penn State's competing with these teams. I, I want to like to clarify that, right? Like they're competing with them. I know the Michigan score was lopsided this year. I know Ohio State did what they did in the final nine minutes. But it is very clearly Penn State and then everybody else when it comes to the Big Ten. I'm not saying they're at the level of Michigan and Ohio State, uh, but they are close. I don't like using that word compete, but I know what RC meant. That being said, if there's no divisions, most likely Penn State's not going to have to play both of Ohio State and Michigan every year and year out. Probably going to be some years where they do, but most likely they're not going to play every single— year they're going to have to play both of those guys. So that will help because you could argue if Penn State just misses Ohio State or Penn State misses Michigan this year, whether they deserved it or not, they'd probably been in the playoff um, or at least sniffing it. And so if you take that Michigan game away and they only have one loss to Ohio State when they blew it in the last nine minutes, it'd be hard to argue them not to be involved in that conversation. So that's the first thing that's going to help. The second thing that's going to help is obviously the quarterback situation. And this is something we've talked about a lot, right? Like they are on the precipice of greatness, but what have they not had? What can't think of his name right now? Who, who, who's the commentator that said that on the, during the Indiana game. So like, they've had a lot of great teams, a lot of great athletes, but they haven't had the quarterback to get them over the hump. It
1: wasn't Orlovsky? Um, I think
0: it was Orlovsky. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. It
1: was Orlowski.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was
1: gushing over Aller.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of it, right? I mean, look what – I mean, I don't even want to say Michigan, but look what Michigan's done with just like an above-average quarterback in J.J. McCarthy and what they were unable to do before that with a crappy quarterback and I don't know, in like the last five they've had. Um, They weren't going to beat Ohio State with a corn, no offense. Um, So that's going to help. And then, again, we talk about the recruiting side of things, which we're going to talk about a lot in a second you got to be able to stack some classes together. Right now, this class is at 13. What did the last class finish at, Sean? Six? Five?
1: Yeah, near the top. I think think six.
0: So, you'd like to see... We always say stacking would be two top tens in a row, but we're not going to nitpick. If you can have two or three top 15s, that's a lot better than anything they've done before. So, those are the things, in my opinion, that they've got to do to to really get involved with that conversation, right? To take that next step. And at the end of the day, you you have your chances. You got to beat them. I mean, this this last year, I mean, this last game against Ohio State, can say all that other stuff and say that would all help, but they still had a chance and they weren't able to do it when it really mattered. They had a five-point lead with nine minutes left. I don't know how much more they can recruit. I don't know how much better of a quarterback they can have. I don't know how much anything else can get. Where they're gonna have much more than a five point lead against Ohio State with
2: nine minutes to go yeah, and I hear what you're saying about divisions too. um
1: from everything we under from rumors and everything is that it's gonna be divisionless and look, the big ten was divisionless for most of its. Uh, existence, like the Big Ten championship game. I remember when there was no big Ten championship, and everybody just played each other um and it would be and the big Ten champion there would be split champions, which I always thought was kind of dumb, but that's just the way it used to be now i from what I understand, they'll still be the big Ten championship game, but they're just gonna be picking the champion differently um <clears throat> Legends Sorry, versus p- leaders? Picking, picking, picking the representatives differently. Uh, I don't think it's going to be legends versus leaders. I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be divisionless, or they'll do a pod system.
0: I only the pods. Have, I was joking with the legends and leaders. I just wanted to, to get that uh, those words in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, what do they have to? I mean, look, we've talked about that before. Whether there's divisions or there's no divisions, or there's USC or there's UCLA or Whatever, and there's going to be USC and UCLA, and yeah, quarterback is a big thing. You know, landing that blue chip quarterback, I mean, it, it makes everything a lot easier. Not saying you need it necessarily, but unless you're a Georgia or you're a Bama, it's hard to win without one, without a really, really good quarterback. And I mean, there, Of course, there are counterexamples, but you need everything else to be pretty much perfect. And it is hard to beat Michigan and Ohio State <laughs> in, in the same year, even with the elite quarterback. But to me, that's where it all starts at. And it starts, I mean, I'm basically using the same, same answer as Corey, but yeah, it's also um, stacking recruiting classes. It's if a coach isn't working, you have to fire them. It's stuff like that. And right now, I don't think I would fire any of our coaches, uh, which is good. Uh, but if you have to, you have to. So, like, that's big reason why Michigan had their big resurgence is they fired Don Brown because his defense was not going to beat Ohio State. And Jim Harbaugh used his Ravens connections and got a guy from the Ravens. Then that guy left. And they hired a new guy from their agents. So things like that, like being willing and able to reshuffle your coaching staff when you need to. So, because maybe next year, maybe we're sitting here and we're like, yeah, we need to change at some
2: position. And if you have to, you have to. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any position coaches, I'm like, feeling a lot better coming out of this year than last year. We had that conversation in the spring last year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a completely different kind of story right now. Um, speaking of getting over that hump, Einstein Von Braun, Mr. Mr. Says, who is the one recruit? And he clarified, doesn't matter when, that Penn State loss, either decommitted or never committed, but it was in the mix right until the very end. That still makes you think, what if? Um this question was actually answered by a lot of people so I saw this yeah I think the obvious one because it kind of goes back to the quarterback thing I I still I still think Justin Fields is is the answer to this question mm-hmm. I saw some you know Christian Wilkins I like Christian Wilkins more of a person than I do Justin Fields
2: um but
0: Having that quarterback, game-changing quarterback, I just think that's that's where it's a no-brainer. It's a position thing. If Penn State was able to go get another, you know, another Justin Fields, I think Penn State you could argue in 2019, and and who knows after that, right? Could could be very very close. Maybe they wouldn't be any closer because they probably wouldn't have been able to keep Justin Fields any healthier, um, but. Uh, Yeah, it's hard for me to go away from Justin Fields. I don't know why I thought of like. uh, I don't know why DeAndre Swift kept coming into my head, but that was one, too. But. Really, then didn't really matter that much, but that was a big one to me that I was like, man, I can't believe we didn't get that guy. Julian Fleming is one that's recent that will burn a lot, but I really don't think that's. Crazy, terrible. Um I don't know. You can go all the way back. Who was the running back that went to South Carolina? It, it blew a couple of knees out, unfortunately. Oh,
1: Marcus Lattimore. That's a yeah.
0: good one. Marcus Lattimore. Yeah, we were think, right in it with them. Yep, but um, I don't know. It's a, a question that we could probably sit down and think about more, and I haven't had the chance to really do it, but those, I guess, Sean, were the ones off the top. Man. But it's hard to go away from fields.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are so many over the years. Uh, we all remember Terrell Pryor. Now, I don't think that one hurt as bad as we thought because we had Darrell Clark, and Terrell Pryor probably did more damage than he was worth at Ohio State. And um, Kevin Jones, uh, back in the day, he uh, he wore the Penn State uh, coat, and I think the I think Twitter would blow up uh, if this happened today. He wore a Penn State sweatshirt in, and then he took it off, and there's a Virginia Tech jersey underneath. And a bunch of a bunch of boomers got really mad about that. Um, and it would happen today too. <laughs> and um, so that that was one uh, Jordan. What? Uh, what's that guy that went to pit? Was it Jordan Whitehead? He put.
0: Uh, yeah, Whitehead, and you could even or maybe even argue DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin. Kids. That
1: those ones hurt. Um, but the one, and and Christian Wilkins, I was certain Christian Wilkins was coming here. No doubt. I was like, he's coming and he commits out of Clemson out of nowhere. And he's such a great player and he's such a great guy. And he would have been so beloved at Penn state. Like Dolphin fans love Christian Wilkins, not just as a player, but as a person. And it really sucked, but it's Justin Fields. I mean, if Justin Fields is on, Pence, is on Penn State in 2019, we probably go undefeated. And we probably win the Big Ten. I don't think we beat LSU. That LSU team was so good. But if we played Clemson, probably beat We might beat them. I, I'm a little hesitant because the trenches still weren't great. But we might have been in the national championship game. But and I don't think that happens if we get if we have Christian Wilkins, even as great as a player as he was. I don't think he was going to make or break a national championship team. It's just hard to do with the defensive tackle position.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Someone said Chad Henney. I don't know how close that that,
1: was. Yeah, very, very close. He was committed to us.
0: Okay, I I wasn't aware of that, actually. I learned something. And then we ended
1: up getting Anthony Morelli, who was committed to pick.
0: Huh, I, I did so, not know that. That was a yeah. Fun that fact. was a
2: whole, whole saga.
0: <laughs> so really, we can blame Chad Henny for all of this.
2: Yeah, because yeah, God, if we had Henny instead of Morelli, oh six uh. and oh seven would have been a lot more fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My PE teacher back when I lived in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, was I don't know if he's like the uncle or he was a, something to Henny. Mm. And he is also certain that, at the time, Adam Brenneman was going to commit to not Penn State. So that was fun when Brenneman decided to commit to Penn State. Um, I was think, trying to think of anything I wanted to add. There was something else I wanted to add to this, and now... Is but Sean that...
1: McCoy was one. That's he committed one. to... Before he was at Pitt, I think he committed to Miami. He might have even been enrolled there, but he transferred out for some reason. But we were in it for him pretty late, and he didn't—he didn't end up here. Uh, yeah, there have been a lot of guys, a lot of misses. I mean, it's a literally
0: We sit here and just like, oh yeah, I'm this guy, and then oh yeah, I'm yeah. This there guy. are so
1: many that there's that we could feel an all-American team full of guys that we almost got.
0: <laughs> there was a couple but linebackers. There's a couple linebackers recently, too, that Penn State missed out on that probably would have helped the depth the last couple of years. The one guy went to Virginia Tech. I can't remember. Um, the one one guy went to Florida. I can't remember his name anymore either. Um, but just not prize, but Pritz, Pritz? Something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that, yeah.
0: Went to Virginia Tech. And then there was a guy. He's at Florida still, I
2: think. But and he's from Florida originally, you know, who uh, there was, I tell you.
0: um,
1: up. who was the defensive end who went to Ohio state, uh, Harrison, Zach Harrison, but there's a guy that was from Bishop McDevitt uh, back in the day, it was right after this Sandusky stuff. Sorry to bring that up broke. Um, mm, I forget his name. But he was seen as a Penn State lean and then he committed to Ohio State. Oh, I think he got uh, caught uh, with uh, drugs or
2: something.
0: I like know who you're talking about now. Um,
1: Ohio State. I forget his name yes,
0: now. He wore number zero, too, didn't he? Or yeah, eight, he, he, he it like was that. a
1: weird defensive end number. I, I, I don't know it. what his name is, but he was I a good have, player. Who was I it? Have it?
0: Noah Spence.
1: Noah Spence.
0: That's a good one.
1: Yeah, because was Penn huge. State really wanted him, and he ended up at Ohio State.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a huge one back in the day that Penn State didn't get. So, um, anyway, that, that was a fun question, Einstein. Einstein always asks some good questions, so we appreciate that. Um, this last question is not going to take us very long. Uh, I don't want to dwell on it too much. <laughs> um, it's from Tommy Two Times. How would you rate Manny Diaz's defense overall? I think we've answered that question a bunch. Um, I think somebody pick six previews just came out and said that their Penn State's defense was ranked six overall with adjusted, whatever, I don't know how he calculated the model, but Penn State came out at six. I still think it was a little bit wrong. because I think a Minnesota was still really high. I think they're like 13th and I don't really know if Minnesota, yeah, you never
1: know how there's what defense. metrics they're using there. Um. Uh,
0: in Illinois, honestly, was still a little high for me. I know Illinois got a good defense, but I don't know. Like, you play the Big Ten West the whole entire year. It makes you kind of wonder how great they are. Anyway, I think Manny's defense, Manny Diaz's defense exceeded our expectations. We'll get back to when we do the season recap show. Uh, we'll get back to those questions at the beginning of the year, the poll questions that we had everybody do, and kind of go through that and laugh about it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think they exceeded expectations. I think that was one of the questions. And I don't think a lot of people voted for them to exceed expectations. Uh, I don't know. I think they look faster because of Abdul Carter, but Brenton Pry didn't have Abdul Carter. He had Manny Diaz. And maybe you got to give Brent, or excuse me, he had Manny Diaz. He had Micah Parsons. Um, but maybe you have to give Manny Diaz credit for using Carter in that way more than. Try let Parsons kind of do that. I think maybe he deserves some credit for that. Uh, the tackling to being a huge improvement. I don't know if that really ends up being on a defensive coordinator or not, but teach their own, I guess.
1: Yeah, I would. I would give him a B plus, and I think that's really good. But the reason I wouldn't give him an A or an A minus is. The Michigan and the end of the Ohio State game, and I know they played really, really well in the Ohio State game, but they gave up a lot of points in those last nine minutes, and it ended up hurting us and the Michigan game they just weren't good, and I know they made some stands early on in the game, but they got they got, got they got gashed so but but every other game they were awesome. you know, take the beginning of the Purdue game out. Like they locked everybody else down, and I agree with you. They looked faster. They looked. Uh, they swarmed more than they ever did under Brent Pry, and a lot of that is scheme and creating havoc. And yeah, that comes from that comes from Manny, D, Manny Diaz's defense uh, uh, defensive philosophy. So uh, B plus, and hopefully it's an A next year.
0: Yeah, and I just want to wrap up the previous question because it cowboy ribeye mentioned something on YouTube he said Chad Henney was a lifelong Penn State fan and again this is straight from cowboy ribeye's mouth so this is not me talking here um Jay Paterno left him at the airport had a terrible visit ended up decommitting literally because of Jay Paterno and that debacle would love to get Jay Paterno on the show and and just ask him some of these things I think it'd be funny because I'm sure you got to laugh at these things in hindsight right um, and then he says about Lashawn McCoy. Apparently, Lashawn McCoy had an issue with Michael Robinson in a camp. They got into a fight or something like that. And yeah, you're
1: right. I think I heard then that. Then he was before.
0: acting like a dickhead, quote unquote, from Cowboy. I think Cowboy. I've
1: heard that. Yeah, I forgot about it, but I think I've heard that before. Good, good job, Cowboy.
0: I do want to add Dylan Rivers was the linebacker that decommitted from Penn State that went to Virginia yeah. Tech, and then. The other linebacker, and I feel like these are in the same class or, or maybe a little bit after it, uh, Derek Wingo decommitted from Penn State and went to Florida, and he was a Florida guy.
1: I forgot I forgot that guy. Um, yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot. Like I said, I think we could field an all-American team with guys that um, – Oh, I'm sure. Uh, who was the guy? He ended up – again, one of these things that ended up working out for us. Went to Notre Dame. Wimbush. He was yeah, the quarterback prospect, prospect, but um, we had Trace, and Trace was a better quarterback, no, they so got, it ended up working out for us.
0: They, the only reason they took only, only reason they got Tommy Stevens was because Notre yeah. Dame got Brandon Wimbush. So,
1: yeah, no, I mean, no Tommy
0: it, time if Notre Dame doesn't get Brandon Wimbush.
1: Tommy time was the time to be alive.
0: Yep. Then actually, we little shout out to the Tommy Stevens interview we did way back when. Go listen to that if you haven't yet. We talked to Tommy Stevens before right he started his CFL career. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for the questions. Uh, if you aren't following us on Twitter, you're an idiot. Because that's the best place to <laughs> ask us questions. And, um, yeah, at PSUFB. Thank you for the questions, everybody. All righty. Good, good questions. Good conversation. We appreciate that. Cowboy Rabbi up at, what, 11 Eastern? Hanging in there with us. That's awesome. Appreciate it. we like to see. Uh, thank you to RC and Tommy two times for the questions as well. Uh, are you ready, Sean? Let's get ready to rumble. I'm ready. You want to know a funny story about that real quick? Because we're here for to give insight that nobody else has. This is going to be bad that I don't remember his name. The guy who says that, the boxing thing.
2: Uh, I forget his name.
0: Yeah. It's awful. I can't remember
2: off the top of my head right now. He and he has a brother. He so Penn State was using that. I'm not even
0: sure if I'm supposed Michael to tell Buffer. this. Michael Buffer. Yeah, they were using that. Penn State was. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell the story. Or not. I'm just going to tell it. If I get in trouble, I'll get in trouble. Um, PJ Mullen oh, told me. I love me
1: this. How, this, how these stories begin.
0: Yeah. Um. So pj was using that let's get ready to rumble in beaver stadium and i guess those guys found out about it i'm like hey like you guys can't be using that without our you know copyright consent or whatever and they're like okay well like how much do you want and it was like some absurd price or something like that um
1: i feel like i hear that all the time but the funniest thing many sporting events
0: I think maybe they've maybe they've gone in the licensing agreement since then, who knows. This is again a while back now. Um the funniest thing was for the whiteout they're like, "Hey, we will uh I'll come in person and do it on, in on the field." Really. And it didn't happen because I guess he wanted like first class tickets out to state college. He wanted like fancy hotel or he wanted to be wine and dine. and like, we can't afford for you to come out just for you to say, let's get ready to rumble. Like we can't do all that stuff. Um
1: yeah, it's that juice ain't work to squeeze.
0: But anyway, just a random we have a Neil there.
1: Diamond impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> like that's oh, what I we forgot about hear.
0: that. That was so funny.
1: We need to bring him back to so
0: <laughs> You could argue that was peak Pensay. It went downhill after that. That was the reason why. Until it we really were either- so we put him on midfield and burn the impersonator bond the stake, Penn State will never get back never get to the college ball playoff. <laughs> um anyway, hopefully I didn't get to what P. Had P. happened. PJ Mullen I wonder, doesn't even work there at Penn State anymore, so he can't even get in trouble. So
1: Yeah, he's at Rutgers now. Um,
0: right.
1: Yeah, when that ha- when the Neil Diamond thing happened, I was like, is this gonna be a regular occurrence? Are we gonna have a Neil Diamond in- are we gonna have this guy as part of our as part of the uh, production every week. And it just, the the guy never came back. So kind of, kind of sad about that.
0: I, I think the response, all that was pretty interesting too. Like people didn't know, <laughs> people didn't know what to think. I mean, some people are like, Oh my God, is that him? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, and it wasn't even like a big game. It was like a random three. it <laughs> was game. a random game. <laughs> like maybe for the whiteout, they would, I don't know, but. They would have done something, but no. That was the most random thing ever. I still want to know the story to that. Maybe we can, I can pull some strings, find out whose idea that was that came up with that. Cause that was something. Um, all right. 2023 recruiting class up to 21 commits. The two commits we talked about Mappoye and Robinson committing earlier this week. We said those were going to happen pretty much on the Sunday show. So you're welcome. Basically, we're just really good at listening to everyone else, but you're welcome. Um, 21 commits. They're not going to probably get the 25 for people that are interested. I guess they maybe could, but they're probably not going to get the 25. But that's that's okay, especially when you're trying to go in the portal route of things. I just realized you're still up. I'm not up. Um, three big targets, I think. Daniel Harris, cornerback running back Cam Wallace, linebacker KV on keys. And then one they really want to hold on to, and that's Conrad Hussey. Uh, I have stuff for actually most of these guys. So maybe we can talk about some of those guys. Daniel Harris, again, the cornerback decommitted from Georgia. Thought it was going to be a Penn state commit. Then he might go back to Georgia. He's been flip flop, flip flop, snip, snap, snip, snap. Um, We'll have to wait and see. Again, anyone who thinks they know probably doesn't know as far as Daniel Harris at the moment. Um, Cam Wallace down at Georgia Tech. Well, I think I actually have. Look at this, Sean. I'm prepared. I take a second. Um, Cam Wallace from Georgia. Very interested in Georgia Tech. I, I think maybe people need to take Georgia Tech a little bit more seriously in this one um, than given credit to. Uh, athlete guy. Kind of because they're not going to get the Riscano running back. They moved on to Cam Wallace. Uh, they were just down. I saw the Cam Wallace tweeted. They were just down there visiting him not too long ago. I think earlier this week. Uh, so I think that could be a Penn State get for sure. And then our favorite player in this class, obviously, and that's Kavion on keys, because I can never remember him for some reason when I'm trying to think of him. Kavion on keys. We've been talking about him a lot. Sean. Since summer again, decommitted in uh, or committed, excuse me to UNC in August and has decommitted since Virginia Tech visited. So they're involved, but Penn State's looking really, really good for this for for this linebacker right now. This, uh, I think he got a bump up in the ratings too on twenty four seven Sports on their rankings. So um, those are the those are the three guys that they're really trying to get, and then. Uh, I guess I'll let you take it, but the Conrad Hussey is a guy that they're trying to hold on to. Florida State's trying to make a last minute push for.
1: Yeah, out of all those guys, I feel best about Keys and Wallace. Uh, Harris is just such a so up in the air. Like nobody really seems to get a good read on where he's leaning. I I think we will be able to snag Cam Wallace, Uh, Franklin. There was just there's a picture posted. Franklin was down. He did take a trip down to Georgia and visited him, and
0: didn't come say hi to me though.
1: Do you feel disrespected that he didn't swing over to Bama?
0: Not really. Although one of the players I think is a five star player from like just in general is from Phoenix City. I, I don't know who it is. Probably gonna go to Alabama, but uh, I think he's an edge guy from Phoenix City, and that's literally only like forty minutes away from me. So, just saying. And then obviously uh, T.J. Parker's from around there too, Columbus right. area. So, or is he from oh. Phoenix City too? I don't know. Anyway,
1: I, I, Phoenix City sounds familiar. With,
2: yeah, with
0: they, might both, they might have both. They might. And I don't Alabama. know anything
1: about Alabama,
2: so that's true. Yeah. Um, do you think we could get Coach Franklin on the pot? Yes. You think we could? I think we could. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Hmm. Interesting.
0: I've been by like eventually, it might be like five years from now. He didn't give me a timetable here, he didn't cut me off.
2: <laughs> I just didn't know if he'd want, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he'd go outside of his comfort zone. I'm pretty persuasive, Sean. I know, but it's I'm a bit of a wild card. I don't know.
1: He'd probably only want you or just me. I don't know That's if he'd true. want both, you know.
2: <laughs> well, we and, make the anyhow. rules. We make the rules around here. Right, yeah. <laughs> anyhow. Uh yeah. He's not gonna come on here and tell us how to do our show. No. Yeah, I'd be like, bruh. I mean, doing pretty well without you, pal.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the attitude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, recruiting. Um yeah, Kavian Keys, I still feel really good about um i Virginia Tech like like Cory put in the graphic. They're involved slightly. I I don't think he's going to Virginia Tech. I'd be surprised if he went to Virginia Tech and I I think he's coming here. Um and like I said Wallace I I feel good about and Hussey who knows uh it's never good when a commit takes official visits but I don't think the staff feels like he's doing anything like behind their back which is a good sign and um yeah so you got to just hold tight with Hussey um so yeah I I I think this class ends with 23 to 24 commits all depending on what Harris does.
2: Yeah.
0: We'd kind of like to see them get an offensive lineman still. I just don't know if those are in the cards anymore based on things we've read. Was, not...
1: was Vega Ione, was he a weight signing day guy? Because I know we got involved yes. with
2: him really late. Yes, yes. So
1: yeah. maybe, maybe in that February signing period, maybe we do get in contact. Maybe oh, sure, we, you know, if, if someone because transfers, he wasn't even too. on the radar
0: yet. Yeah, and if someone point, transfers or leaves, you know, what I mean that, you know, after the Rose Bowl, there's another scholarship. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It's a good point. It's a very good point. Um, that was a late. That was a late guy. A late bloomer.
2: Um. Yeah.
0: Transfer portal. The transfer portal. The portal of transfers. No one else has entered the portal yet. Still at those five players. Have Christian Veyer news has been hard to find. I haven't seen very much. Um I'm gonna check his Twitter real quick, Sean. But and I just realized I've been on you this whole time. Um but I think I haven't heard very much. Rodney McGraw, we talked about last time. I haven't I think I saw Malik McNeil get an offer from somewhere. Um Jeffrey Davis Jr. I haven't seen very much from either. So but there's a lot of quarterbacks right now in the portal. And that's kind of what we we're talking about. Like I, I don't want to knock Christian Vayer for going to the portal but it, I don't know if he's even guaranteed at this point. I mean, there's more quarterbacks than I initially even thought. And I thought there was going to be a bunch. But he's not even guaranteed a starting a starting job at a power 5 level. Honestly, at this at this moment. I mean, there's there's more quarterbacks than I can even name right now that are in the portal. And some are starting to settle. I saw, you know, some people went out and got some stuff. Um
2: but uh I don't know. I mean, you're
0: one play away from being the starting quarterback at Penn State. I don't know how many better situations he's going to go into than that. And and that's not a knock on him. I'm just saying there's a lot of really good quarterbacks out there right now. And it just it is the, it's the nature of the beast.
1: And that is the risk of going <laughs> into the portal. And... I don't blame him for going, and I do think, and I've been adamant about this, I think he's a Power 5 starter at the, right, at the right spot. But the problem for him is he is far from a proven commodity. He hasn't even played this year. And just because we all think that he could play doesn't mean that a coach will. and a lot of, uh, That a Power 5 coach will, and a lot of times...
2: That coach is gonna take a gamble on a more proven on a more proven quarterback. And I mean, it's all these guys, it's a risk. And
1: there's a chance that you could end up at a spot that isn't as good as Penn State. And you know, maybe at the same time, like maybe some of these guys, and I don't include Bayer in this, but maybe they realize that they're not going to be Power 5 starters or or starters at a place like Penn State and they want to go somewhere where they'll play. That I get. That I do get. Um, but it's, it's still a risk and you see the stats every year that a lot of the guys that hit the portal don't end up at a Power 5 spot. and Or sometimes even an FBS spot. So that's kind of the, that. That's that's the let's roll of the dice, and I do think that there's more of a chance of them ending up in, in the FBS than maybe previously, because there are so many guys that get taken uh, from MAC schools anymore, or from uh, like the American Athletic Conference. Like look at Arnold Ebikade so many times the best player on a team like Temple will be taken by a Penn State, by an Ohio State. And then that opens up a spot on their roster that a guy like Rodney McGraw could fill in. And he might not play here, but he could play at Temple. So I guess there's more opportunities, but not necessarily more opportunities at a a Power 5 school.
0: Yeah. Rodney McGraw did take an official visit to Louisville two days ago. He also got offered by Western Michigan. He also has his phone number on his profile, which is very bold.
1: Interesting.
0: His, his cell phone is on his profile, which is a, a bold strategy, Cotton. See if it pays off for him. Um, yeah, oh, I haven't why? seen very You got an offer? Just I got two. Phones, one for the plug, one for the load, one for the portal, and one for whatever. <laughs> but you um, have
1: your DMs
2: right there. I
0: don't know.
2: I don't know. Anyway,
0: that's him. Uh DK editor on YouTube says, Thanks again for the Penn State LA tag shout out. Excited to meet everyone coming out to the Rose Bowl. Feel free to reach out to him with any recommendations. And it says this is his first live drop. And thank you for commenting. Appreciate that. Yeah, no issue again. Um, Thank you. Penn State Alumni Association out in L.A. Uh, if you need need some love, that is a place to go. Um, Transfer portal, let's go to the needs side of things, John. Um, Dante Sivas visited. So I think we should start there. But I don't know if this guy represents him. I don't know if it's his agent. I don't know. I don't know what this – NIL manager? I, I don't know what this guy does,
2: Sean. Um,
0: But there was, like, some reports that Dante Seifus was leaning towards Penn State. And, um... I'm like, oh, sweet, that's great.
2: Then, Jordan Rooney tweets, who is a part... He's a CEO of Jaster Athletes, which
0: is... Origined in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He tweets out and says Dante Cephas hasn't made a decision on where he's going. Any reports of him leaning towards anywhere are false. He will release his decision via his platform when he has decided. So.
2: I don't know. That's just smokescreen. He also had a second tweet. Because someone
0: else had said that he they that they thought Sevis was leaning. And he said, and I quote, not true. He hasn't come close to making a decision, which I thought was interesting. It's one thing to say, you know, smokescreen of, oh, you know, he hasn't made a decision. But to say it hasn't come close. Do you think that's what it is, Sean? You think, let me just get you on camera there. You think that's what's going on here? They're just trying to, they're just trying to ooze out a little bit more, ooze out a little bit more cash.
1: I think it's that simple. Money. I think they're looking for more NIL money. And there
2: comes the money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 money.
1: <laughs> and you see the professional sports all the time. They're like, Oh, we're not signing. We're not signing anything anytime soon. And then like when they finally get like what they want, like three hours later, they sign because that was the only hold up. So yeah, I think it's just an NIL thing. I do think he's leaning toward Penn state. <laughs>
0: How dare you, Sean, say he's leaning towards, and that guy clearly said he wasn't. like so it reminds me of... My... Go ahead.
1: Because, um, you know, my uncle once told me, he asked me, because he, he was ba- him and uh, my aunt were babysitting me, and he asked if I did my homework yet. And I said, oh, I did it at school.
2: I didn't do it yet. And he said, Sean, let me tell you something. You don't bullshit a bullshitter. There you go. Oh, and us bullshitters. I'm calling him one, <laughs> and
1: I might know it too. I might know a thing or two about doing that.
0: You might have stepped on some bullshit, right? Every once in a while, is what you're saying.
2: That that's what I'm saying. So. Um.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. I think it's it's, it's you know it's. What oh I'm me right. too,
1: and, I under- and by the way, I understand what he's doing. I get it. He's trying to make the most money for his guy. So I get it, but. <laughs>
0: We should invite him on the pod. We should. Yeah, no, but it looks like Dante Sivas is is at least heavily interested. Is that the best way to put it? Yes. Um, again, former teammate of Daquan Hardy and Tank Smith from Penn Hills. I do think academics is something that they're trying to figure out. I think there's some stuff going on there. I don't know how. We know Old Main has some issues sometimes getting transfers in. We don't know if that's them issue or if it's a Dante Cephas issue, but we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Um, however, Sean, I want to go in a little bit of a different, well, same direction, but something that took us by a little bit of surprise and kind of changed maybe the order of which we wanted these wide receivers, and that is Caden Prather entering the reporter from West West Virginia, four-star guy, very high, very high on Penn State back in the 2021 class from Maryland originally um, report saying he visited Penn state or excuse me, Penn state visited him. I think he put a Twitter on Instagram or a picture on Instagram, a Twitter on Instagram, sheesh, a picture on Instagram or something like that. Um, but Prather has, has jumped up maybe the boards. I, I'd probably say, I mean, there's, there's debates on whether you want Prather versus Dante Thornton right now. I mean, that, that's where, that's how high up he is on the list. So Um, I I think Maryland's going to be involved quite a bit here, but, uh, but very, like probably jumped up to the top five, at least as far as Penn state targets moving forward, if not even higher.
1: Yeah, I think Prather does. Um, he was one of these kids that 2020, you know, he was in the 2021 class, which means he was recruited during COVID. And it's been talked about, we beat it to death, how tough it was, especially for Penn State during COVID to be able to put the 2021 class together. And he really does what Penn State has missed in the past few years in not having that big-bodied receiver. And Penn State has missed that pretty sorely. Really, like, if you look at the great, receivers Penn State has had since James Franklin's been here. Like, take the tight ends out, like Mike and Patton, those guys. I mean, A'shaun Hamilton isn't uh, a large, uh, isn't a big dude. Uh, K.J. Hamler certainly isn't. John Dotson certainly isn't. Um, Parker Washington certainly isn't. So we've really missed having that big receiver, and I think Prather would fit that bill. And he – I said Devontae Walker would be one of my four guys to take
2: in. I think Prather would probably replace him.
0: You'd take Walker before
2: Thornton? Yeah. Interesting.
0: Dante Thornton visited Auburn. But that's just
2: me. I mean, I think, Thornton – I would take Thornton too.
0: Yeah, he he visited Auburn. I think he's going to be visiting Miami. Uh, again, Friends with Curtis Jacobs, if that's the right word. I'm not sure. Originally from Baltimore. I like Thornton a lot. We'll see what ends up. I I think, I don't want to say Penn State's cooled off on him a little bit, but I just, I mean, he hasn't got to Penn State yet. So maybe it's because he already knows what's on there, but I think that's something to pay attention to. And then uh, Jimmy Horn Jr. to wrap up the wide receivers. I think this one's kind of, I don't want to say Penn State's not interested anymore, but it seemed like he wanted to visit Penn State, and they said no, so.
2: Yeah. I mean. I mean. (laughs) I mean, when she doesn't answer your text, fellas. (laughs) Yeah, we've often. One other guy I wanted to mention. Yeah.
0: Central Cypress, pretty much off the Penn State board, it appears, at this moment. And then, new guy, new defensive back I wanted to mention. Do I have him on here? Gavin Holmes.
2: Defensive back from Wake Forest. Maybe
0: the guy to be paying attention to, moving forward. I think they've kind of... Terry Roberts, the guy from Iowa we talked about before, he picked up some offers. I think Oklahoma, maybe not Oklahoma, but someone bigger offered him. Uh, I think they like Roberts. I don't think they think Roberts is going to come in and be special. I'm not sure if they think that way about Gavin Holmes yet or not. Um, But I think they got to try to get a DB here. I just don't know if they've really settled on one yet, Sean.
1: Yeah, Holmes is a pretty sought after guy right now. I think he I think Texas is after him and so but yeah, and <clears throat> Penn State has offered quite a few defensive backs and um I think it was right after the Michigan State game or somewhere in that time frame. Like we were asked what we thought we needed in the portal and I said cornerback. Like I listed cornerback as one of those things that we needed. I don't think we need a safety. But I think we definitely need a corner, so I mean, I hope we're able to reel one in here.
2: Yeah, and I guess wrap up on offensive linemen. Um, Jeremiah Byers, UTEP
0: offensive tackle. I don't know what the latest is on him, but I just saw he picked up an Ohio State offer as of an hour ago,
2: so. Everyone's after
0: these sought-after offensive tackles. It doesn't help Penn State that they have probably both of their offensive tackles coming back. So I don't know if I don't think they're going to be able to go get these high-end guys right now because you already have a high-end guy, and you are and you also have a pretty good guy. So where
1: are those offensive tackles?
2: Oh, and
1: Wallace.
2: I say Caden Wallace is a pretty good guy. Hey,
1: well, I mean I I I agree, but I didn't know if you were putting Shelton in there.
2: No, not yet. No offense to him.
1: So you would take Wallace over Shelton?
2: Yes. I would. Okay. I'm not I think I think Shelton
0: has higher up upside.
1: Yeah, what about next year?
0: if I had to start one of them right now, I'm starting Caden Wallace. If like if right That's if you had fair. to tell me I would too. For the Rose Bowl, I'm starting Kane Wallace over Rochelle. But I
1: don't know what my answer would be come September.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we got time. We got time to discuss that. Um, I got to hold
1: my horses a little bit.
0: With that being said, I guess we can say also that um, Drew Scruggs going to the Shrine game, most likely, being done for the year, Means you're probably going to see or being done at Penn State probably means you're going to see Hunter Norzag get bumped in to the center spot. Which means then you could begin to see some Tetris as far as maybe you do move Kane Wallace inside the guard then. And then then you have some opportunity to tackle. Or do you feel really good about having Tangwall and Ione there or, and Sal Warmly um, you still got plenty of guard options. So I, I would still say you probably, you still probably leave Wallace at tackle.
1: It's pretty cool that like we have so many options of good players.
0: It's
2: weird. Because
1: we've seen so many lines that we're just looking at the best of bad options. Like, right. Like when Franklin first got here.
0: Like, I what mean, defensive tackle do we put at guard?
1: Yeah. It, it, it. it God, it it's a miracle we won as many games as we did in 14 15. Oh. Like w- looking at some of those alignments.
0: Yeah. I just realized it was a different sort of what if situation. But I always wanted to know what if Silas Red stays. You saw what they were able mm. to do. What Zach Swinak was able to do, but imagine if that's Silas Red. I mean, how many more games do they might maybe win with Silas Red? That was another random one I was trying to think of earlier.
1: Silas Red. Out of and it was ironically before the portal made the worst transfer decision out of anybody who left Penn State. No doubt, I don't think I don't, I don't think there's a that there's anybody who comes close. Like that guy would have been a top two round pick if he stayed at Penn State. And as uh which Indiana Jones was it where the guy goes, he chose unwisely. When he when he drink, when he drinks the cup, uh, yeah, yeah, like that's just what it was for Silas Red. Like he just terrible, terrible choice to leave and go to USC. But I mean, it was a bad time at Penn State, so
0: yeah, I, I have no issue with him doing what he did. Um, it yeah, is what it I is. get why but... he did
1: it, but it was a bad. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It was a bad, bad, bad decision.
0: Yep. Um, okay, I think we got through everything. Oh, I,
1: would... I wanted to say something
2: really quick.
0: Holy um, Lord,
2: would you take three receivers in the portal? No, I don't think I would. Yeah, I don't, don't think you do three. The
0: only, the only way would be if it's Cephas, Thornton, and Prather. Only exception, and even then,
2: I still don't really like it. Hmm. I just
0: think I think it's just too many. I think you. Are sending the you're sending the Michigan State image if you're doing that. I don't think the wide receiver need, room needs blown up. I just think it needs a little bit of fl- fr- fresh blood in there. That's all.
1: Yeah, because it was just a fun discussion on uh, one of the message boards. And, I mean, some of the alignments did look interesting. But generally, I agree with you. Like, it's not like we had... The worst receiving room in America, or anything like we're not Colorado <laughs> level at receiver. Like, there are guys that could play, there are guys that are going to develop. So, I would still take two, but yeah, three may be pushing it.
0: It's a big Rose Bowl is a big game for Trey Wallace, for Keandre Lambert Smith, for even a Liam Clifford or a freshman to step up and say, This is my room. Like, I want to be the guy. Um, yep. so. I mean, you can again. We ran parallels of this last episode, but we didn't really know who the guy was um, in that pinstripe bowl until Godwin kind of did what he did. You know what I mean? Like we weren't sure who was going to blossom, or we didn't have any idea. And I even thought at the time that there were some overreactions to Godwin's performance. And egg in my face, that was one hundred percent fair. But um, that's you're, you're looking for somebody hopefully to make a Godwin-like presence, um, ironically, in the Rose Bowl, which he finished his career off at. So, yeah, and we talked about it last time. I think I went and Trey Wallace is being that guy. But – um and I think you said Omari Evans? Omari Evans, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. But this is – I mean, this is – again, maybe they take two. Let's see what happens at the Rose Bowl. see if anyone else transfers, and then maybe they take another one. But I don't think you can take two before another one leaves. Or excuse me, I don't think you can take three before at least someone leaves right now.
1: Yeah, and you never know what's happening in practice right now. Maybe somebody's really separating. Maybe they're really separating themselves in practice and they look a lot better now that they kind of have a mini camp between now and the Rose Bowl.
0: Yeah, and Cowboy Ribeye says we didn't even know who Dotson was going to be until he went nuts in that crappy 2020 season. And and that's a good point. And, yep. and honestly, in 2019, people were worried that Dotson wasn't going to pan out. I mean, he had not blossomed yet. And I think people thought maybe Keiondre Lambert-Smith was going to be that next step this year. But maybe it's just next year. Maybe he just needs one more, and he's going to go off and be the uh, Dotson. Because I think... I think Trey Wallace has similar or or has a similar ceiling as Keandre Lambert Smith, but I think Lambert Smith more is like Dotson. Okay. And if he puts it all together, can be a really good player. Like he has enough length, he has enough quickness, he has enough overall top end speed to be super duper effective, but can he put it all together and be consistent? If he can, he could be a first or second round pick. But we haven't seen it yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, and um some guys take time and we're such a
1: as as a society everybody wants everything right now and if it's not right now then oh this guy sucks or oh and if it, if he looks really good right right out um but maybe he has a sophomore slump everybody wants to give up on him then and you just have to let young people work through things and if it's meant to be it'll be
0: it's meant to be it will be um okay well i think we're out of here i think we're good um sunday 9 a.m eastern
1: yeah
0: we'll be Steal back it thank you guys so much for listening five star reviews again we are three away everybody three reviews away on apple podcast to getting a pizza party for all these people sean's gonna watch semi-pro um we are going to be back on sunday again two commits makes it 21 for the 2023 class transfer portal is heating up rose bowl is only a couple weeks away christmas is uh only 11 days away and early signing period is a week away so very very exciting hopefully we'll have more news for you on sunday regarding early signing day and then at hardcore psufb is the best place to be For early signing day as far as Penn State coverage. So we will see you then, everybody.
1: Yeah. Bye, everybody. We will see you on Sunday.
0: Yep. For Sean Kane, I'm Corey Lestoki. You've been listening to Hardcore Penn State Football. See you, everybody.